welcome to another episode of Creepypasta, the Creepypasta podcast. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I host this show where we read spooky stories from the internet, and we talk about usually why they're awful, because they're usually awful. Most of them are bad. Many of them are bad. Uh, the ones that are by anonymous writers are bad, and the ones that have credited writers are great. You're great. Keep making art. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I have two guests with me today. I have uh, returning guest Judd Matarang. Hiya. And first-time guest, fan of the show, Lael Bratton. Hey, how's it going? Uh, and uh, this week's episode is going to be a story about, uh, well, I'm rambling badly. Uh, Judd brought us a story called A Story to Scare My Son. Yeah, uh, a story to scare my son is uh, a, it's like a story within a story. It's like a creepy. It's, a, it's, the, it's the Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, a story to scare my son. I found on on Reddit. It's a on their No Sleep subreddit, which is generally a lot better than the Creepy Pasta subreddit, which I think is kind of a joke. Yeah, um, no No Sleep is basically the Creepy Pasta subreddit. Yeah, like people it's like the de facto. It's in the rules that you have to pretend that the stories are real, etc. You know that it, what really freaked me out is that when I first found No Sleep, I didn't read that rule there. <laughs> side that you're supposed to treat it like it's, I was like oh my god these things are really happening Jesus I was like I didn't realize all these things I, are happening in the world I did the same thing and I remember finding it in college and going down a wormhole at two in the morning oh, oh wow <laughs> hence the name not being able to fall asleep <laughs> Uh, so, Judd, uh, what happens in this in this so, story? Yeah, uh, so a story to scare my son is like a modern cautionary tale that uh, a single father is telling to his son about the importance of uh, being safe on the internet. And so the, the the kid in the story that the father is telling, his name is Colby, and Colby makes friends with another kid in a game uh, who goes by Helper23, and they get along really great. And after a couple of months, Helper23 sends Colby some diamonds in a game that they're playing, which I guess is Minecraft. And uh, and then Helper says, hey, Colby, I want to send you a present in real life, you know? And and Colby's like, yeah, sure, I'll give you my home address, but please don't tell anyone else. Don't, don't tell strangers <laughs> or any other adults or anything or my parents. Don't tell any murderers to come and yeah. murder me, please. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, and so, uh, Colby starts feeling a little guilty. Uh, he's, you know, it's eating him up inside. And so he decides that he's going to tell his parents. And, uh, so one night he hears his dad walking down the hall, uh, and he's like, Hey dad, can I talk to you real quick? And the dad sticks his head into the room and it's still kind of dark, but his head's kind of at a weird angle and can't really see his facial features. But while his dad's talking to him, his mouth isn't even moving and the voice sounds a little off. Uh, and so he's like, oh, um, where's mom? And then mom's head kind of appears, you know, uh, in the door, in the doorway and same thing, but, but she's speaking in a falsetto. And, uh, then she's like, you, you shouldn't have given your information down on the internet. <laughs> then like, you know, this fat murderer comes out and drops the heads on the floor and he's like, I'm going to kill you now. Um, yeah, I like that then, detail that he's just like, oh man, nothing's worse than a murderer except like a fat drooling guy. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> I think they called him a fat man in a wet jacket. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, the two worst things. He's a, he's a round wet guy. Uh, also, he murders children but uh, who cares wouldn't be as I'm bad sorry. if you if he wasn't wet that's 
<laughs> That's what I think. But uh, so so uh, it, it well, what is implied is that he's, I guess, torturing the kid or killing him over the course of a couple of hours. Because while the kid is, uh, the life is draining out of him, all of a sudden, Helper 23 hears this baby crying. And it's uh, it's uh, Colby's younger brother. And so he walks, uh, so Helper walks over to the crib and he picks up the baby and he looks at it for a second. He realizes he has a natural aptitude for parenting, I guess. And then the baby stops crying and then his heart suddenly softens and he decides he's going to take the baby with him and he names the baby William. And then that's when the story ends and the kid uh, the kid that the father is telling the story to says, hey dad but my name is William. And the dad's like, yep, I know. Good night son. And then the real story ends. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, how how soon did you call the twist? Because for me, it was as soon as I as soon as it was like I heard a baby crying. I'm like, oh yeah, the the killer's the dad. <laughs> I don't know. I think I was I was like really into it while I was reading it that I didn't it didn't even like I was in the present moments. So I didn't even think ahead about it. So that that kind of caught me. I was like, oh, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Neither did I. I I really liked the story that the dad told because it felt like a uh, like a Goosebumps or an Are You Afraid of the Dark. Kind of TV show kind of story where it's kind of cheesy and you kind of can tell the ending, mm-hmm. but then there's like the twist at the end where wait my my name's William. Yeah, I didn't really catch that at first, and uh, it was really cool how it ended. Mm. I um I liked the every time it cuts back to the kid, the the kid is like, uh, please stop telling me this story. It's ser- <laughs> it's seriously the worst, and he's just like weeping. <laughs> yeah, well, they establish at the beginning that the father always tries to tell this kid all these cautionary tales and but they're really cheesy and the kid's like dad i'm 10 now you gotta tell me a real scary story and he's then he tells him this story and the kid's like oh geez i wish you didn't tell me the story dad i wish my name wasn't william now had either of you um read this story before reading it for the show no this is my first time yeah i i I actually caught it the first time it hit the front page on no sleep way back in what october 2014 yeah this looks like it's a really popular post too it has 8,300 up yeah, he got he got the October trophy and also got gold for the post and also um yeah, he has a little thing next to his name for being one of the best monthly winners of 2014. Yeah, so this that's, is uh, the first one that I've read that I that there is an actual author attached to it, and uh, you can go to his website. It's ovenfriend.com. Yeah, I was I was just gonna say I clicked on it. He's uh, he's ovenfriend on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, I should probably start submitting to No Sleep. I just I'm no good at writing horror stories. Um, but yeah, this is uh, it's interesting because we usually get anonymously submitted stories on the wiki uh like occasionally we know an author like with ted the caver we eventually learned who ted was and how that story was made but um like candle cove is written by a guy who actually exists and like has a career but most of them are just like uh you know randomly posted on 4chan and then eventually transcribed later right and i feel like that's part of the part of what makes them scary too is there's no author attached you know if, if it was if you saw the title of it and it was you know it was like a scary tree outside by like john smith and then you'd be like well not so scary because i know who wrote it and i know but you yeah, know, it's, yeah it's almost it's almost what makes it creepy is that it, like the steer the story like materialized itself one day on the internet nobody 
knows who wrote it. Ooh, maybe it's like a real thing that happened, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I I thought it was interesting. This one is not at all presented like a real thing. It's like a story. It's not like, hey, I found this weird uh, notebook in the woods and it made my mind yeah. go crazy or whatever. This seems like something that could be in like an Ask Reddit thread. Like, when did you scare your kid the most? Oh, yeah. Yeah, story. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be uh, like they could put that framework around it. But he, for some reason, chose not to. And and the best part is uh, this story could have been completely like made up by the dad. You know, maybe he's not a fat wet murderer at all. <laughs> but but, right. but the kid now is like never going to look at the dad the same. But he did ask for a really creepy story. So they never described the uh, the description of the father or how wet he is either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he might be thin and dry, but he might be as fat and wet as we need him to be to be a murderer <laughs> well you know if 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 like 10 years had passed since the time of the actual murder there could have been you know he could have gone on a diet and maybe you know changed his moisture level toweled off a little bit <laughs> <laughs> now it's interesting you said uh i guess the game is minecraft and i didn't want to spoil the end of the story for people who are hearing it for the first time it's not minecraft this happened like 10 years ago uh i don't know what Diamond, six what diamonds. game has diamonds in it? I guess, like, a World of Warcraft or, like, a Guild Wars or something has some oh, kind right. of in-game currency. Is it, like, RuneScape or EverQuest, something? Oh, yeah, that's true. It, it could almost. also just be... I, I feel like diamonds is such a common currency in yeah. so many different games and online games and stuff that if he decided to set the story 10 years in the past, someone would think of a game that had diamonds in it and it would be whatever yeah. game you thought it was. Yeah, it's ubiquitous enough that it could be anything. Now, did either of you guys ever, as a kid, have some sort of creepy interaction with an internet stranger like this? I mean, obviously, none of our parents were murdered by an internet stranger from Minecraft or whatever. That we know of. Well, that's true. I mean, uh, <laughs> they could have replaced my parents with robots. <laughs> like in uh, last week's story, uh, which I recorded yesterday, so it's weird to refer to as last week. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, yeah, this, uh, it kind of ties into one of those fears that doesn't seem like it ever actually happens. So, something like that actually did happen to me, to go back to the thing that you were, oh, you were yeah. asking. Tell us, I tell think us I was, the story. Yeah, I was probably, oh, jeez, I can't remember. What year did the thong song come out? Because I'm pretty sure that's the year that, that <laughs> 1999, like the, I believe. Okay, that was like the jam I remember listening to when this thing happened. And I was, I was like, you know, in an AOL chat room just talking to people and uh this girl started messaging me i was like oh cool and then i started talking you know we're like talking to each other back and forth and and then all of a sudden she she's like she's like hey man you want you you know you want to do like dirty internet stuff and i was like oh no i'm only like 10 years old and she's like and she's like yeah you you know what we, we should we should really and i was like no no and then it was like uh revealed like they revealed themselves it was an adult and was like good job kid good job not doing creepy cyber sex stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. (laughs) Nice nice save, Pervo. (laughs) Yeah, like an internet police officer come and uh, 
talk to you. No, it's really weird. I was th- when I was reading the story, I was thinking about like the early 2000s, you know, 2000 to 2005 when the internet started becoming like a big thing and everyone started getting computers at their house and like internet security and keeping yourself anonymous online was such an important thing. And then like MySpace and Facebook and all the social media came out and that sort of privacy didn't really exist anymore. Um, so it's weird to to read this story and say, you have to keep your, your identity private on the internet when that doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now there at this was point, a time it's when like the only people who keep their identity anonymous on the internet are people who like send hate mail on Twitter <laughs> or like super weird government fearing conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Uh, say, right. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Judd, you were about to say something before I rudely interrupted you on my own show. Oh, not, I, I don't even remember. It wasn't that important. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so for this story, uh, what, is, what is the, the spookiest part? Judd, you can go first since you brought it. Uh, yeah, let's see. I wrote it down here. Oh, um, it, it's probably when the parents, when the parents were introduced, you know, uh, he calls, you know, he's like, hey, dad, are you, are you there? And, and dad, you know, pops his head in. I'm, I, the way I imagine it in my head is like the dad, the dad's head is waving around like Kermit the Frog, you know, he's just like, ah, you know, and, and the dad's there's like, hey, son, it's me. And so, you know, he's talking in a weird voice and you're like, wait a minute. That, I mean, it looks like my dad's face, but yeah, they've got not really my dad. They've got buttons for eyes in my imagination. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some creepy Henry Selleck Coraline stuff going on. <laughs> To, I, I don't know. To me, it's, uh, you know, parents, while you're growing up, they're, they're your, your biggest source of comfort, right? Something bad happens, you go to your parents, something scares you, you run to your parents, whatever. No. And then this is one of those times where he's like, oh, he's all eaten up with guilt. And he's like, well, I guess I'll tell my dad. And he's like, hey, dad. And his dad, you know, it's like a floating head, a severed floating head now. So uh, there's no, I guess there's no greater fear in the world than being 10 and your parents can't save you from anything because you're dead. Well, yeah, that would drive you to become Gotham's Dark Avenger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and honestly, they never really say that Colby is dead. They just say that he's he's almost dead, and his screams have become whimpers. So there is a reality in the story where he grows up and seeks to avenge his uh, his parents' death. Ooh, a story to scare my son too. <laughs> the reckoning. <laughs> Leo, what's the scariest part for you? Or can I guess it's the fact that Colby might still be alive? <laughs> that is a scary story because then you know you have this whole like well that's not really scary that's more of an action type thing yeah. uh, Batman Dark Knight but uh, the scariest part of the story I guess would be the the ending <clears throat> how um, it, they never really reveal whether or not the uh, dad really is the the serial killer and um, I, I kind of think it's kind of spooky too that a serial killer can like find softness by seeing the baby crying and raise him as his own like there's this guy out there who has bloodlust and a child it's kind of like a later seasons of dexter and what yeah 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 it's got a lot of uh subtlety there like uh if the story is true has he made amends by going clean and like nurturing a kind human life or if the story isn't true will this kid ever trust his perfectly innocent father again <laughs> is, he, is he still fat and wet at night <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> Who knows how his uh, puppetry career has gone since that one <laughs> one puppet show he did for poor Colby, who may or may you're, not exist. You're assuming that that was 
his like one and only puppet show. Oh yeah, that's true. He might have uh, been in this very specific situation many other yeah. times before to he, teach children the errors of uh, revealing their errors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been a career puppeteer before before this happened. He well, is this. a real helper. He helps kids learn uh, not to give out your addresses to serial killers. <laughs> he was actually help. He was actually helper twenty two before this story. Yeah, I liked <laughs> <No>. uh, someone. <laughs> Was it? I think it was on the comments here. Someone was like, "I expected it to end with the killer going home and saying he's helper twenty four. Like that <laughs> no, would have been pretty fun. Nah, he's just he's a helper, and also he's, he's a big Michael Jordan. He's a big Michael Jordan fan. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you wanted to put that in there somewhere. Uh, for me, I think the scariest part is anytime it goes back to the the framing story, and the son is just like weeping and is like. Uh, I hate this story. I'm so upset that you described all those murders to me. Mm-hmm. And he was ten. He's telling it in gruesome detail. Yeah, it's like that's a that's a bit hardcore for a kid. But there's also there's also a couple of uh, indications in 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 there like, that that the kid actually liked it. Like I think it's Im- implied. It's it's kind of weird. He says, uh, you know, in spite of himself, he's getting really into the story. And then they go back to the framing part, and he says, in spite of his tough talk, he leaned forward, wide eyed. You know, like I don't know. And then at the very end, he's like, you know, deep down, I think he liked this story. Like maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe he's gonna pass down his uh, helper helperisms. Oh yeah, maybe this is like a serial killer version of Lone Wolf and Cub, and he's just like, <laughs> he's gonna raise this murderer to be another murderer. He's gotta break him in, gotta break him in early. He's gotta know the truth. This is the introduction. <laughs> okay, so I guess I can recommend to our listeners that if you have not read this story, uh, we spoil it all for you, so don't bother. But, <laughs> no, seriously, uh, go go read it, uh, maybe check out some other stories by Oven Friend. I'll probably uh, keep him in mind if I'm looking for more stories and also no sleep because uh, I'm starting to get to the very edge of uh, popular creepypastas now that we're about uh, what like 16 episodes in I think is is I think this one's number 16 um, yeah so we're starting to get to the very edge of popular and good creepypastas um, oh we should have saved this one for number 23 damn uh, well <laughs> I am um, very good helper so uh, yeah I guess uh, if you're listening to this and you have a story you want us to cover get at me on Twitter Ted the Caver was one that we covered because someone mentioned it uh, to me on Twitter Um, and usually the guests bring stories but sometimes I have repeat guests and they're like "Uh, I only ever heard of three creepypastas can you just like pick one for me Uh, so I don't want to have to make them do all the work Um, but that's gonna that's gonna bring this episode to a close Judd do you have anything you wanna you wanna plug for our listeners this one's gonna go up in uh, three weeks i think um possibly by then i will have uh i'm working on something right now so what's it like the end of january now i might have something up by then uh yeah this is going up on the 18th yeah just check my twitter it's static, and you'll find me there Okay, Lael, do you have anything to plug? Um, not really anything to plug, but I can send out my Twitter. Uh, it's at Skirkley, S-K-I-R-K-L-E-E. Very, very good tweets from Lael, and also uh, Twitter's best avatar. You can just look at that dancing toilet Elmo for hours and hours. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at J3FK. You can find me at weaponizedlanguage.com where all the episodes of this show are in perpetuity. Um, you can go back and listen to previous episodes. You can go and listen to Frank Ecto Ghost Detective or to my other podcast, um, Seeing Reddit, where me and past guests Matt and Louisa Heron go to a random subreddit and make fun of it um, or genuinely enjoy it, depending on how racist it would be for us to make fun of it. Now, our first episode was on something called Bollywood Realism, which we genuinely <laughs> enjoyed, but it was just like gifts of incredibly ridiculous things happening in Bollywood movies. So you can go find that on the website. It's all there. Subscribe in iTunes. Please rate. Please review. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends about the show. That would be great, too. Uh, and signing off here, deep down, I think he liked the story. Mm-hmm.